recently I was the presenter in a webinar and as usual it was a mix of interesting in a flying by the seat of your pants kind of way and fun. It made me realize that we needed to share some tips for being a presenter in a webinar as well as running webinars as enablers of change. So this episode is all about effective webinars and I happen to know John that you're an old hand at this so we're learning from the best. John, what's your number one piece of advice for webinars? Thanks, Denise. I have indeed run one or two webinars over the last few years. My top tip is to run a practice session exactly one week before the live performance. Doing it at the same time overcomes any confusion about different time zones, and I've had that happen once or twice. And more importantly, it gives you a chance to test the technology and to ensure that the presenter is well prepared with their presentation. It's essential you do this in the same environment that'll be used for the live session. Same location, same computer, and same audio device. It's all about seeing what might go wrong, so you have a few days to get it right for that all important live session. I assure you, there's not much worse than trying to run a live webinar and discovering just minutes beforehand that the audio isn't working or some other technological difficulty. That's great advice, John. And I possibly needed that before I did my last webinar. PowerPoint slides not moving forward, anyone? Oh well, next time. My next tip is for those of you who are going to be presenting on a webinar, you need to expect that you'll be missing all the normal cues you rely on. Depending on the type of software being used and the way in which the webinar is run, you often can't see who you are presenting to. Or at best, you might see a selection of people, and usually the ones who look the most bored, or the ceiling and a few arms or legs. Getting cameras set up can be so awkward. Um, so you need to think about what cues you can set up for yourself. Do you need a watch that you can glance at to check the time? You might think you've been talking for ages, but actually it's been all of five minutes. Do you need a picture of some people that you can imagine you are presenting to? I haven't tried this, but I will often imagine the people listening to me on a webinar. Will you write out what you're going to say or have some bullet points to talk to? I've realized that I rely on seeing people when I present a lot. So I need to make sure that I slow down, that I have some bullet points written down that I will use as points to cover off and I need to keep an eye on the time. There's some good ideas there, Denise. I suggest to people that it's like giving a radio interview and to not expect any visual feedback from the audience, such as nodding of heads. You just have to carry on assuming everyone is hanging on to your every word. I did unfortunately have one presenter stop midway in their presentation to say, how do I know anyone's even listening? And I had to jump in and assure them and the audience that everything was working well. <laughs> Awkward. My next tip is to engage with the audience early and at regular intervals. So even before the official webinar session begins, I suggest you open the webinar, say five or 10 minutes early, and encourage people to join early in case they need to set up their system. During that time, use the chat box to welcome people individually and ask them a low risk question, such as what's the weather like where they are? Sometimes I've shown a special slideshow of flowers in my garden or murals in my local city. That not only helps settle the audience, but it helps comfort me as well to know the technology is all working fine before the big presentation. Plus, it can set a lovely tone for the webinar 
and people feel engaged from the get-go. But don't stop there. Use polls during your presentation as a way to get quick feedback from the audience about what you're talking about. And if you do that, make sure you then share those results with everyone. This is what I needed to add into my recent webinar, John. When I reflected on that last webinar, I realized that I needed to spend more time beforehand writing out a list of questions for the audience. You see, when I was presenting, I had a few points during the presentation when I stopped to allow for questions from the audience. But here's the thing, hardly anyone had any questions. And I rely on those questions to shape what I'm doing and get some feedback on what people are interested in. So how do you get some engagement when no one wants to ask questions? I realized that I needed to ask the questions. Unfortunately, I realized this halfway through my presentation and I didn't have any prepared, so I made up some badly worded ones on the spot and got a little bit of interaction, but a bit of time beforehand writing some out would have really helped. Uh, yes, Denise, that is so true. I always ask my presenters to send me some questions beforehand, particularly about things they might have liked to have talked about during their presentation, but thought they'd run out of time to include. These Dorothy Dixes, as we call them here, can help answer the questions that most people are probably quietly thinking to themselves anyway. And a tip is to not say, we, we have no questions, so uh, we'll now use the ones we prepared earlier. As I've heard some people say something like that. Instead, just say something like this to introduce the question. Here's a question for you, Denise, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, that's really cool, John, and that would have helped a lot. <laughs> okay, you must have one last tip for us. What else would you tell someone who is running or presenting in a webinar? Okay, the lucky last tip is, as a presenter, be like a duck paddling on the water. It may feel as though your head is spinning, and probably will be for the first few webinars you do, but you need to smile and make out as if you're gracefully gliding over the water. I still remember the very first big public webinar that I did. And that morning, a car ran into a power pole and took down all the phone lines in our town. Fortunately, I quickly realized I could still use my mobile phone to dial into the webinar and didn't even mention the trauma going on inside my head to the audience. Oh, and a bonus tip from an attendee's point of view is to always start and finish on time. Respect those who are punctual and stop rewarding the latecomers by saying, well, we'll just wait a few more minutes for everyone to be online. It's so good hearing the what went wrong stories, John. My very first Zoom call with a group of people I wanted to impress and to get them on board with virtual meetings almost ended as I got messages saying, you have used up your free time allocation and you need to pay to continue this meeting. I did pay but I really should have thought about this beforehand. <laughs> so you've heard our thoughts about running and presenting webinars. Technology is wonderful, but like anything, a bit of preparation is the key. Now we'd like to hear your tips for webinars. What's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation, so please join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Add a comment below this episode on the website and share your experiences with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to tell your friends if you've liked what you've heard, 
so we can get even more people joining the conversation about enabling change. All the best until we meet again.